Welcome to Big Happy Money with me, your host, Serena Hicks, the podcast where you'll learn how to be an excellent steward of big, happy money, which also smashes the patriarchy's plan for you with love. Disclaimer, I use a lot of adult language and I refer to S-E-X and poop a lot. If you have delicate ears or hearts, prepare yourself accordingly. Love you. Mean it. Hey, everybody. I want to talk about how the big happy money mindset shows up, IRL in real life, in your consult containers as a coach or a service provider. Okay. So when you are in scarcity mindset and you mostly think, ah, no one will pay my prices. There's no good clients. I don't know if people will understand this. You function and conduct yourself from that mindset, which means it's sort of this graspy, desperate, like, give me a new client energy. Okay. We don't want that, which I know you know, which I know is why you are listening to this episode. So I understand we are on the same page. That's why I wanted to do this episode so early in my podcasting career, wink, wink, we talk about consults in the Big Happy Money Mastermind container all day. How you do one thing is how you do everything. I also love the, the thought, the belief, start as you mean to continue. So I want to offer that the consult container I think is intimidating and of course you get like full body excited slash scared because like the purpose of growing a business is to serve people, which means signing clients. I'm clear on that. So it's this weird, glorious contradiction paradox where it's like, don't be attached and you're not there to get a yes. You're there to see if you're a good fit. But at the same time, it's like, but I want clients and I want paying clients and I want to grow my business. And we all have to like dance that dance, which is why I love consult containers and we talk about them all the time because there are a solid 10,000 different angles where the big happy money mindset will serve you, support you, and serve your client well. Okay, so when you're not in the big happy money mindset, uh, inadvertently, you make potential clients responsible for your growth, your business goals, and your growth. Obviously, this is a no. What that looks like is you you want them to say yes. Like you you go in wanting them to say yes, in more of the white knuckled energy, a little graspy, a little bit, you know, I need this. And again, it is a paradox. The point of growing your business, of course, is to sign clients and have people say yes. But what I want to offer is the big happy money point of view is there's always more clients. There's always more money. No one consult makes or breaks your business. You alone are in charge of growing your business. So you go to the consult to see if they are your next super enrolled client. You are going to that consult to see if they meet your standards and are ready to rock and roll with you. So if we're going to use a cheap dating analogy, as I so often do, you're not going on this date, if you will, being like, do you like me? You're going on this date being like, do I like you? Do you like me? Are we a good fit? Will this be great? It's not just sort of low hanging fruit of, can I get them to say yes? It's, will we enjoy working together. You have standards. I hope they do too. Okay. When you are not in the big happy money mindset, first, as I said, you're, you're sort of like making them responsible for your goals. You're wanting slash needing them to say yes. Here's how this causes real problems. You overlook red flags from this future client. So sometimes they're really not ready emotionally or in the right stage of their business, or they're just not ready. 
for this level of coaching with you or even perhaps another coach. You'll overlook red flags when you're desperate for a yes and you're trying to get a red, like yes, like, like you run the red lights. Also, you'll overlook green flags. You'll overlook green lights, if you will, when they are all in, but you are so like tunnel vision focused on, I need them to say yes, I want them to say yes. You will miss the signs, the subtle but powerful signs that like they're terrified, but they are a hard yes. And when you miss those signs and you're still sort of leaning in energetically desperate to get a a yes, you will inadvertently turn them off. Back to the dating analogy. If someone is just not hearing you, but like, let's get married. You're like, hey, I'm awesome. And I think you're awesome, but I'm not sure you're seeing me. And you seem to want to move really quickly. So I don't know if this feels, how should I say, aligned. Okay. When you're in the graspy desperate energy, because you're not in the big, happy money mindset, which I'm going to detail in just a second, when you are inadvertently in that graspy, desperate, gimme, I need a client. Here's where you're not. You're not in your leadership energy. You cannot simultaneously be in your leadership energy and at the same time be in this graspy, desperate people pleaser, overly polite energy because leaders... And I know you are a leader, but leaders serve. Leaders do what must be done. Leaders say what must be said in service to the team. So if you are, again, trying to be polite or people-pleasing or just trying to be a get, you can't also be in your leadership energy. You can't also be coaching courageously. This is why I want you in your BHM mindset IRL as you're in a consult container. Okay, I have to sidebar right here to remind everyone who's listening. I often talk about in a consult, there's like this moment. It's like this opportunity that the universe invites us to serve the shit out of the client by saying the thing, the thing that their brain is just busy in a thought error model and doesn't even know. And often, and by the thing, I think sometimes coaches say saying the hard thing. I often think of it as saying the courageous thing. Like you might be the first person who's courageous enough to say this to them. You might be the only person who's willing to call bullshit, which by the way is why they're in the consult consult container. Like flying solo and hanging with their friends got them where they are. And the reason they booked a consult with you is they want to see a new point of view. They want to know something else is possible that they haven't seen on their own. It is literally your job to call bullshit on the thought errors that stand between where they are and where they're going. It is your sacred work. It is what you promised transformation when they come to the consult container. It is what they deserve because they are paying with their time, at least to be in this consult container. When you say the thing, I want to be clear that it does not break trust with the future client. It establishes trust with the future client. I have seen clients saying like, ah, I want to like, you know, and by the way, I've done this too. So there is no shame or shade. This is, this is what we're learning to do. But they're like, I I didn't want to say that because I didn't think it'd be polite. And I want to remind everyone again, nobody hires a coach who is polite. You have friends who are polite, maybe, and you have neighbors who I hope are polite. But when you hire a coach, even if you think of personal trainers, if the personal trainer is like, I don't care that you don't want to do 10 push-ups, like, no, you hire them to be like, you can do it and to support you in doing what you have never done before. That is why you pay them if you choose to pay them. And same thing, whether you're a health coach or a dating coach or a divorce coach or a ADHD coach or a business coach, it does not matter. The client comes to you, us as the coach, to do what they've never done, to come to believe 
it is possible to stretch and grow. So when you are being polite, you are not being their leader. You are not being their coach. You are not being the example of what's possible because you are not saying the thing because you don't really think they're capable of hearing the thing, which is you not necessarily believing in them slash trusting them in this sacred container. That feels really meta. So I'm just going to say it again. When you say the thing in the console, it does not break trust. It builds trust. It creates the trust. When I see in my clients, when they get a yes for their new, like new favorite client, there's so often that moment where they said the thing and the client's head exploded in the best way. And both parties knew this is a hard yes. This is how we're going to do the thing that hasn't happened yet. So your job as a coach or even a service provider, same, same, you guys, is to be a seeker and speaker of truth. If you fall out of energetic alignment with your job, it would make sense then that you don't actually end up being the coach or service provider because you were conducting yourself as a friend or I didn't want to say anything that would possibly upset them. So it's like, okay, cool. Universe honors that. Okay, here's what the difference when you are in your big, happy money energy, which means you only want to receive clients who are happy, delighted, probably also terrified to pay you, to find time to work with you. As in you only accept big, happy money clients. If a client is like, this is terrifying and I don't think it's going to work and I don't like this, take my money. No, that's not big, happy money. That sounds like something to be worked out elsewhere. You take big, happy money from your clients. So when you are in your abundant, big, happy money, there is a client at every price point. It's just my job to find the right fit for me at this time energy. Number one, you know, and you show up to this consult rooted energetically in the fact that you already have everything you need. You already have all the money you need for today. I can't speak to tomorrow or next week, but we don't worry about that yet. You have everything you need. You want a new paying client, but you're not in that need incomplete, inadequate. I'm not saying you are inadequate. I'm saying energetically incomplete, inadequate, insufficient energy. That's how and why you don't show up like graspy, gimme. Hi, client, I need your money. I need you to be a yes. Because in the big happy money mindset, you show up ready to serve. You don't need anything from the client. You want the client. You're probably going to earn their trust and have a lot of fun with the client. But you don't need the client. This means, number two, you are not delegating the responsibility of your self-concept or you feeling confident as a coach or business owner to this potential client. You are not making them responsible for you feeling confident in your business. You are not making them saying yes responsible for you feeling certain that you're going to grow your business. You are not making them responsible for how you're going to pay your rent. You are in charge of your business. You are not delegating the growth of your business or confidence to this potential client. You own your part in it. So you are then able to serve them powerfully you were then able to show up as the coach or service provider. That is what you have promised. You are coming from a give energy of more than enough. I love to think of like the saying of, you know, when a cup runneth over, that kind of energy. You have enough, 
So you're able to show up to the consult and just focus on them, energetically connect with them. You are able to put your focus on them because you're not spinning out in, I need a client, I need money, I need validation in order to feel like I know what I'm doing. You don't, you don't put that on them. You're taking care of you so that you can take care of them. And then number three, this part will not surprise any of you in this big happy money community. When you are in your big happy money mindset and you go into a consult, you do not get shook by money objections. You hear a money objection and you know it's just an objection. You don't like, ah, they said they can't pay and then I ended the call. You instead get curious. You ask questions. You never, never, ever, ever, it is not the big happy money way to try to tell people how to spend their money or like, well, you should, you don't, no, no, we do not. You should, you could. We do hold space for the client being capable and creative and resourceful. And so if they just say, I can't, we don't actually believe I can't. We ask questions and get curious because I don't have money for this or this is like, that. that's the same as I don't have time for this. It is like one of the most culturally um, accepted ways to just bow out of something. And that's fine. But if you're the coach and they don't have the result that they want, whatever thought error they are telling you, unless you guys just aren't a good fit, which is entirely possible. And by the way, big happy money way, you may be on a consult with the client and you may decide you're just not a good fit. And you can tell them because there's a better coach for them if you don't think they're the right fit. Like this is, this is not a, you have to work with every client everywhere. Back to abundance. If you fundamentally are like, ooh, this is not the right fit for you. I want to make a referral to another coach or a mental health professional or whatever. You just get to say so because there's more clients coming for you and you want to make sure that they are connected with someone who's right for them, just like you with your clients. So when you get money objections and you're in the big happy money mindset, you don't necessarily believe them. You get curious about them. You ask for specifics. And if you find that the person is just used to putting other people's needs first, or if the person is um, you know, willing to be stopped, like I have to ask my partner. Well, if your partner is not going to be getting the coaching, let's get really curious about that. Because I can respect you know, saying like we make money decisions together, but it's also like did you not tell them you were coming on this call? And how much do you prioritize, whether it's your business growth or your fertility journey or your health journey or whatever it is? Like, how often does this potential client make their partner responsible for if they are allowed to grow their business or their life? How often does this person delegate their happiness to their partner or someone else and then just hide in, I can't? And is that getting them where they want to go? Is that working for them? Because if they're on the call with you, I doubt it. I don't think that works for anyone to be clear. I think radical, loving responsibility for ourselves and our results is how each of us get to live more authentically and more lovingly because we're responsible for our shit and not making other people responsible for our shit. Sidebar. So when you're not shook by money objections, you are able to help coach them to make a clean decision for them, not you, because remember, that's not the point here. We're not in graspy, desperate energy. We're helping them make the right decision for them, but you're actually helping them. You're not believing like, okay, well, they said it seems like too much and I just ended the call and that's not necessarily helping them because I'm wondering how often do they say something is too much when what they really mean is I'm scared to invest in me. What they really mean is I fear committing in my results because I fear the commitment. I fear disappointing myself. Okay, so 
when you are in your big happy money mindset in the coaching container, you are able to coach them courageously and from unattached curiosity and service because you know there's always more money. That is one of my core beliefs on this planet. You know there's always more money, not just for you. So if you're like, yeah, Serena, but listen, rent is due in two weeks. You know there's always more money. More clients are coming. You are resourceful. You're not making this person responsible for your finances because you are responsible for your finances. You also know there's always more money for them. Again, we don't get in their money business. We do not tell them what to do or not do. But you guys, I cannot tell you how many times it still makes me laugh, but how many times someone's like, you know, a client of mine is like, the client said they didn't have money. And then they tell me like a day later, the client also told me they just inherited over a million dollars cash. And I'm like, yeah, they told you they didn't have 5K to pay, but they have over a million cash. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we met for coffee a few days later and they were like, yeah, but I can't spend that million because I want to make sure my kids are okay. And you know, I'm never going to argue that person's choices. I'm saying this coach unfortunately did not coach this other person powerfully because 5K out of a million, you know, the coach heard I don't have money and the coach believed it. And I'm not saying they would have been the right fit. I'm just saying I have also had a client who I coached for years, not years, I'm sorry, years ago. We coached for many months and we were in a re-up and at some point they'd been very worried about money and this is before I was a money coach. So I, I was not yet asking the questions that are so casual and fun for me now. But at some point I was like, what exactly does this mean? What does this mean? You keep saying you're running out of money. And they were stressed because they had received an um, inheritance and they were down to like 350,000 cash. And that was like down from 400. And I, you know, I don't know about you, but to me that's a significant chunk of money. <laughs> but they were stressed. So it's a thing, you guys. People will say things about money and it's real to them and they are in distress. And if we coach them on, hey, that's just a number. The issue is what you're thinking about the number that's causing your experience, that causes you to move through the world either from scarcity or I can't versus moving through the world powerfully owning. So again, don't be in your client's stuff, but at what does that mean? Someone says, I don't have money. What does that mean? I can't afford it. What does that mean like exactly? Because 99% of the time, Okay, always how you do one thing is how you do everything. <laughs> but 99% of the time when a client says, I can't, there's a juicy, delicious, life-altering thought error that can get unlocked. And saying it in my most slow and dramatic voice, you guys, it doesn't mean they're going to end up being your client. It doesn't mean if you crack this with them and change their whole life, they're going to sign with you. I just think it's your sacred work. It just means you earn your stripes all over again as a powerful coach and service provider. When you know about big happy money and you're coaching from that energetic point of view and alignment again you know there's always more money also you know the purpose of a consult is not to get a yes but to find out if you're the right fit you're functioning from integrity you are congruent you're not there just for a yes the function of a consult is to find out if you are the right fit to work together so again the big happy money point of view means you're checking them out, of course they're checking you out. It does not mean you get lost in like only the most perfect clients who, are, who don't have money objections and are like, I'm so in. It's not that. They have healthy human brains. They're going to have objections. But because you're not attached, because you're not desperate for a yes, you have standards and moments. So for me, one that was really a big deal 
when I was a one-on-one -on -one business coach, you know, I only do group now, Big Happy Money Mastermind, enrolling March 28th and 29th, by the way. When I was on a consult, at the beginning of the consult, I would invite them, I would say like, I'm gonna invite you, are you willing to make a decision about yes or no working with me? Because I'm gonna be doing that on this call. And it was fascinating to me. Sometimes people were like, I'm just unwilling to make a decision, so on and so forth. And you know, they wanted to sleep on it. And sometimes I was into it. But as I became a sharper coach, I was so clear that a huge part of growing your business is just being uncomfortable. And that means making decisions and being uncomfortable and sticking to those decisions long before you have the 100% proof it was a real good idea. And having your own back, even if it wasn't a good idea, which is also going to happen. So if someone is spending an hour on a call with me talking about growing their business, but then they're telling me they need to sleep on it for two nights, it was a deal breaker for me. Because I didn't want to take their money because I didn't think they were going to be able to grow in the ways that uh, my clients are badasses, y'all. And it doesn't mean they're not a good person. Doesn't mean, like, this is, they're great people. They are contributors to the world. Many are thriving. I just knew the way I coach, the way I roll, and what I expect standards-wise from our, my clients is they're going to need to make a decision even while they're uncomfortable. And if they're unwilling to do that, we're not the best fit. So it was not they are bad or I am bad. But as far as who my... I don't want to say best clients, but like super enrolled clients are. Who can I get the best results for? Who do I have the most fun working with? And it's like a positive feedback loop. You're allowed to do that too. You get to know who your best clients are. I would recommend that you write down standards. So my standards were number one, my clients are delighted and relieved to hire me. Number two, my clients are intentionally inclusive people who know that their thriving changes the world. If someone was confused about that, we just weren't a good fit. Someone wanted to tell me, oh God, number three. You guys ready for this? Okay, some of you have already heard. My number three standard created after I learned the fun way. My number three standard was my clients have to be ready and committed to making big happy money, stewarding big happy money in this world. I went through a minor little phase of people who were like, money is evil and I don't want to make money and da 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 No, <laughs> just no. Get out. I am not here for hearing daughter of the patriarchy tell me how they don't need money and money is not important. The only people who ever say that are people who've never once worried about food, housing, or paying insurance. So good for them. I'm not here for it. <laughs> I'm not here for it. I love people getting paid and paying people more than a living wage. Hard stop. The end. Back to our podcast. When you are in the big happy money mindset and the money objections come, you coach courageously because you know there's always more money for you and always more money for them. You coach courageously and from curiosity because you know the purpose of the consult is not to get a yes, but to find out if you guys are the right fit at this time. Maybe later you will be, maybe you're not, maybe you are, have a big celebration. And then number three, you know that your price is not expensive, it is expansive for you and the client and the whole world. When you think your pricing is expensive, you conduct yourself accordingly. And what is expensive, guys? Some of you guys are like, I charge 5K for six months. That's so expensive. Do you know how many handbags sell for 10K or more per day on this planet? Even in the state of Texas that I live in, what do you know? Like a Goyard handbag starts at 10K, you guys. I have so much fun looking at the ads that Facebook sends me. I got served an ad for what I think is a fairly hideous purse from Nordstrom. It's uh, it's called like kettlebell and it's like a wood, it's lit sorry, stone. It's like a um, 
it's a clutch. It's like a little tiny clutch and it's $11,500. And I'm laughing and I'm like, somebody ordered that shit probably this hour. An $11,500, I think, ugly purse. And good for them. By the way, for fun, in the Big Happy Money Mastermind, we occasionally do little shops and share what we find. So Neiman Marcus has a universe of five, six, seven thousand $7,000 dresses. I hope one day to wear a wedding dress that is five, six, or $7,000 or more. I also expect that to be custom cut for me. <laughs> the idea that I would walk into Neiman Marcus or just buy online a $7,000 dress makes me giggle. And fun fact, it doesn't make lots of people giggle. So when you are thinking your pricing is expensive, you're functioning from that belief. And when someone says it's expensive, you believe them. And again, there is a client for every price point. So your job is to find the price that's proper pricing for you and then find the client who's like, ooh, that's expansive. Meaning they may be stretching a bit, maybe, but it's not gonna break them. And it's truly something that they choose. Consent is required in Big Happy Money. They, they choose, they're like, yes, this is a stretch and I choose it. Or it may not even be a stretch, that happens too. But when you think your client, excuse me, pricing is expensive, you're like, oh no, will anyone pay this? I don't know. And then you talk to people, guys, I know it's expensive, but it's really an investment, which is a whole different energetic alignment than talking with people who are gonna be like, whoa, 5K for six months, pay in full total steal. 10K, pay in full, total steal. 20K, pay in full, total steal. I have a client who recently sold 50K, pay in full, and she, and I happen to know the person who paid 50K, pay in full, they're both thrilled. They are both like, yeah, this was a great price. Meaning the client who paid the 50K pay in full is like, Psh, I win. <laughs> that was such a good deal. And for the coach who doesn't really offer a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, it makes sense for her because she doesn't, that's not her game anymore. She does group. So if she's going to make an exception, it needs to be, um, needs to honor the fact that it is very much an exception. So win, win for the two of them and the whole world based on who those two humans are. Okay. The other thing when you're in your big happy money mindset and you go into the consult is you know that paying is transformational for the client. To pay is to get the first holy wow transformation. To pay energetically elevates them and to receive their payment energetically elevates you. It locks you in, whether it's a new proper pricing price for you or you know the 10th time you've received at this price point. When the client pays, it transforms you and them. It energetically binds you and them into your container. If you're the coach in the coaching container, you talk about what you work on when you receive payment, they've signed that contract, you are both locked in, in a way that can never happen if it's just a trade or like, we're just gonna do a little free. When we pay, we pay attention. Sometimes when we pay more, we pay even more attention. Even I, when I was busy being hella broke, would sometimes spend $200 on a course and like glance at it. If you guys don't know my story, let me tell you a piece of it. The first major coaching investment I made was 5K for six weeks, which was roughly the equivalent of like, I don't know, half a mil to me now. Like it was the biggest stretch possible for me. I had to actually uh, request and advocate for myself to be able to pay in payments because the credit and money literally otherwise wasn't available. But my point is 
I changed. When that coach said yes, and I made that first payment, and she's like, all right, I'm going to send you a video. I want you to watch it before you show up. You bet your butt. I watched that video. I took notes. I was in that Zoom room early, if you know me. Uh, time is an illusion, and I'm not great at it. <laughs> But I was in that Zoom room five minutes early. I took notes. I listened to replays. What, what that coach told me, I like put in the world. And my point is when we pay, we pay attention. So us as the service provider back to leadership energy, what we do, everything we do as a coach or a congruent service provider is meant to set the client up for success. It's meant to serve and support them getting what we talk about. So if we think we're going to, quote, make it easy on them by having a lower price, we're incongruent because we are trying to accommodate them. It's like we're speaking to their, ooh, let me help you, instead of speaking to their capability. Instead of seeing them as sovereign, capable, and powerful as fuck, we're like, okay, but I need to help them with X, Y, and Z. And what I want to offer you is both of you elevate energetically and expand it to the next level version of your power and authority when you have proper pricing you recognize it as expansive and you speak to call in and celebrate the clients who meet you there okay that's big happy money just a little bite-sized bit in real life in your consult containers I hope you are having so much fun in your consults I also hope if you're listening to this I mentioned I'm enrolling the next big happy money mastermind on March 28th and 29th we start June 20th and we end December 20th and it's a small group it's 15k so much fun so much talk about conversations and consults again because how you do one thing is how you do everything and I feel like the consult is such a beautiful little it's like a petri dish for everything else that happens in your business and coaching container it's not all we talk about in the mastermind but we talk about it a lot Fun fact, of course, as you get great at running consults, you sell out your one-on-one -on -one practice, which is fun because then you get into group and everything you learned in your one-on-one -on -one consult containers then translates into selling group without consults. Wow! It's <laughs> then, how do I share this with even more people effectively without necessarily talking to them one-on-one? -on -one? Anyways, I digress. Come back for the next episode. I'm happy to have you here. Remember, your pricing is not expensive. It is expansive, not just for you, but for your client, which is the whole fucking point. Love you. Mean it. Big happy money changes the world. And it starts with you. Yes, you, boo. Are you already ready for more? Cool. Cool. Get on my emailing list now for freebie trainings and to be first to hear when the next Big Happy Money Mastermind enrolls. Go to serenahicks.com to sign up RTF now. I love you. I mean it. Bye.